Bible says today is the day of salvation. And so we want to walk in the power of that. And we say, God, what are you doing? And you go, God, I got to, well, I'm trying to do something through you. What are you doing? Look what Isaiah said about compassion. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. In today's message, Pastor Eddie Mason continues a look back at the prophetic history of Southside Christian Fellowship Church, as well as its four manner themes, including worship, intercession, the prophetic, and compassion, and how they continue to impact our lives today. Praise God. All right, I want to go back into, this will be the third in my series on the prophetic history of Southside Christian Fellowship. Now, I don't have time to do it justice. Well, maybe I do. Y'all don't mind staying another 45, 50 minutes, do you? Amen. I'm not really going to do that to you. I'm, I'm just going to, I want to introduce this to you. I want to talk to you about compassion. Um, several weeks ago, the Holy Spirit directed me to review and and relay the foundation of Southside by reviewing our prophetic history. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the history of the church. And the only reason we're going to talk about the history of the church is because the foundation is so important to what we do as we move forward. And the things that I'm going to share with you today are not to, not to glory in past events, but it's to understand that we need to be pressed into greater things than we've done in the past. You don't want to eat yesterday's bread. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't know about you, but I love the fact that people come by here and tell you about all the signs, wonders, and miracles. That's encouraging. But it's time for signs, wonders, and miracles to start taking place today, tomorrow, and next week. Okay, it's great that it happened in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. It's great that it happened in the time of, of Jesus. All these things are good, but it's today. And the bread of the children is for today. Healing is for today. All right, deliverance is for today. Signs, wonders, and miracles are for today. Turn to your neighbor and say, today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And so we want to walk in the power of that. So I'm going to rehearse this with you, but it's only to challenge you as to what we can do in a greater measure and in a greater way. And the first week I said, are you doing your part? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you doing your part in the kingdom? Hmm. What I'm saying is this church no longer can stand people that just want to come sit in the seats. You can come if you want to be healed, but as soon as you get healed, you need to get busy. Okay? There is stuff to be done. There are people that are dying and going to hell. There are people that are suffering, and there are hungry people all over. Let me just tell you a quick little story. This, this is how God does me. I, I, was, I was going to the bank yesterday morning. I went in the bank. And uh, I wanted to cash a check, and I gave the lady the check, and she had to look it up because it was a different bank. And she was looking it up. She said, are you a pastor? And I kind of chest kind of threw it out there, and I thought, yeah, do I look like a pastor? She said, no, it's on your account. I said, oh. <laughs> Boy, chest kind of went back down, belly went back out. She said, where do you pastor? Now, me, I'm, this is me witnessing to her, right? I said, Southside Christian Fellowship Church. She said, I've heard of that, but I don't know where you are. And so I began to tell her where I was. And the next thing you know, we're talking about Jesus. Well, another teller comes around because me and the teller I'm talking to, we got this conversation going on. And she begins to tell me how she was in church, and now she's out of church, but she wants a church. And I said, well, I got a church. 
Okay, and so we began, and I invited her to come and be a part of it. And she said, well, I can't be here this Sunday. But she said, I will come. I said, okay, now I'm going to follow up on that. I'm not going to let it do it. And I said, but you do know Jesus. She said, yes, I do. She said, my, my, my grandfather was a Baptist minister, and he made sure I saved. He just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and I got saved. And he said, she said, so I got saved and baptized. And she said, so I know I'm saved, and I've been in church. But she said, when we moved here a couple of years ago, I got disconnected. Sound familiar? I got disconnected. I said, well, we got a place where you can get reconnected, and, and we'll get you back in here. And she said, well, my husband's a little skittish about Pentecostals. I said, well, we aren't Pentecostal. We're non-denominational. She said, well, you don't want to speak in tongues. I said, well, we do speak in tongues a little bit. <laughs> and we do dance a little bit. And we got this goofy guy that plays the, the horn every so often. <laughs> she said, sounds like fun. I said, it is. Just bring him anyway. He'll like it. And so it, it, about that time, the, the other cashier, her, her, her teller, her guy, I said, where do you go to church? She said, just to be honest with you, sir, said, I haven't been to church in, in over a year. And she said, I've got to get in church. said, my granddaddy was a pastor too. I said, for real? She said, yep. She said, would you write down where you are? I said, certainly I will. She said, man, I was one of those that was there every time the door was open. But she said, we moved here and said, I haven't gotten connected anywhere. She said, I have not gotten connected anywhere. And I said, well, would you please come? She said, I promise you, I'll come. I said, if you'll come, I'll take you out to lunch. And I said, it's a good time because we just finished the fast and I can have meat and we can go eat some meat somewhere. <laughs> Now, Holy Spirit orchestrated it. I just answered it. I walk out of the building and Gary calls. Now, I want you to note neither Daddy nor Gary shared today what they shared with me. They shared the essence of it, okay, which was really, really good about contacting. That's the very essence of it. But when Daddy told it to me, he laid it out. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it took three or four minutes for both of them. But he laid it out, and when he finished, I said, Daddy, man, that sounds good. That sounds real good. I think we need to do that. Gary tells up, and he calls me, and I want you to know it wasn't close. It was word for word exactly what my daddy had said and I told him I said Gary I said I got goosebumps and the hair is standing up on my arm I said if we, if we don't understand that's God we will never understand what God is doing and if we don't do it then guess what that's on us that's not on God and we say God what are you doing and you go God I God said well, I'm trying to do something through you what are you doing I sent a boat a plane and a helicopter and you're still asking me to do something you don't know that joke, ask Kerman. He'll tell it to you later. That's his favorite joke. Anyway, I'm just telling you that this thing is, is happening right here, right now. God's pouring out his spirit. This is our time. It's our time to be the church that he's called us to be. And we'll either, we'll either reach out or we'll die. That's just the simplicity of it. And so we must do our part to fulfill. And that's what he said. Are you fulfilling it? And then last week I challenged you with worship. Keep time on me. When it gets to be 1 o'clock, let me know. Amen. Boy, y'all's face just fell. <laughs> Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Boy, y'all are doing me like the pastor did. Amen. I mean, like the, uh, the, the 
the teller did. Amen. Last week I talked about worship. I'm going to ask you this question. Are you doing your part in body worship? Or are you just dragging your whiny little butt in here and sitting on the pew and say, entertain me? We're not here to be entertained, folks. We're here to make an offering before the Most High God. Amen? So now let me ask this question a different way. Is the way you presented yourself to God an acceptable sacrifice? Not did you worship. Is it an acceptable sacrifice to God? Do you really want to stand up and say, God, that's my very best? Aren't you glad you came today? See, God's challenging me, so I'm going to challenge you. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not condemning anybody. I am not condemning a soul. I'm just challenging you in the way that God's challenging me. Are you doing your part in worship? Are you giving God your very best? See, a lot of people talk about money. I'm not going to talk to you about money. If you want to take God's money, that's up to you. But if you don't worship God, the enemy's going to beat you to death. All right? Those are, those are two of the banner themes that has come over us. Doing your part in worship. And then the second one I want to talk to you about is compassion. I'm going to read you three scriptures. Isaiah 61, 1. Compassion means sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. That's what, that's what Webster said. That's not what Isaiah said. Webster said it was a, had a great desire to alleviate it. Boy, God's got me in a bad place this morning. We can talk all we want to about abortion in New York, but if we're not mourning in our spirit for it, and there's not something that's crying out, then it really is not bothering us nearly as bad as we thought. It's just fodder for conversation. If we're not brokenhearted over what's happening in our nation, then we've not pressed in to grab hold of what God is doing. And again, I'm just encouraging you. And God will take you where you're at. You may just have your, your big toe in. That's okay. I want to encourage you to put your whole foot in. Maybe you got your foot in. I want you to go ankle deep. But some of us eventually got to swim. That means we've got to get in over our head. It's got to be something that's greater than we are that can, can be, it's more important than who we are or what we are all about. We've got to reach that point. Look what Isaiah said about compassion. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison doors to those who are bound. That is the very essence of compassion itself. He said, I, have, I had empathy and sympathy for those that are hurting, and I came to do something about it. To have empathy and sympathy is not compassion. Without the activity of pressing in to try to alleviate that, all you're doing is you're just you're crying for your own self. If you're not willing to get in and get dirty, there's something wrong. I promise you, if you minister to enough people, you're going to get head lice. 
You may, you may, you, you're going to get dirty. Somebody's going to throw up on you. Somebody's going to vomit the world on you. Somebody's going to cuss you out. I never will forget my first cussing. I went up there and I stood up and this guy came out of there and it was about his daughter and he started cussing and he used every four and five letter word that you can imagine and he cussed for 15 solid minutes at me. And when he finished, he said, Pastor, I think you understand now I've had enough of you. I said, well, sir, are you sure? He said, what do you mean? I said, there got to be one or two more cuss words left, didn't you? He turned around, kicked something, turned back around. He said, Pastor, I'm not mad at you. I said, I know that. He said, I'm frustrated. I said, that's pretty evident. I said, can we pray together? He said, please. Just like that. Just like that. If you can't take the cussing, you, be, you better get in a little deeper. They're going to cuss you. See, that ain't my only cussing. I've had many of them. Let me go on. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Anybody in here got Jesus in their heart? Anybody in here been anointed by Jesus? Raise your hand if you've been anointed by Jesus. Well, what anointing do you think you have? This is the anointing that you have to preach the good news to the poor. That's what, that's what Jesus said. This is his anointing. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison doors to those who are bound. Are you doing your part? Are you doing your part? Let me tell you what. 170,000 people in Henry County alone that aren't involved in church. And I know they're all not looking for an answer, but I'll bet you 10% of them are. In case you I can't do the math real quick, that's 17,000 people that are waiting for you to talk to them in this county alone. What kind of compassion do you have? That's just my introduction. Next week I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to share some of the things we've done and some of the things that you can do to let the compassion of Jesus shine through you. Stand to your feet. Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. Please join us every Sunday morning. For service times, locations, and other information about the church, visit us at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you 